0: What's up, everybody? It's Cynthia Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you, guys, so much for listening. I hope you're having amazing days, uh, whatever it is that you might be doing. And uh, man, <clears throat> just good times all around. Um, we have had uh, a real influx of clients here at Deep Clean recently, and it's been really cool. Um, you know, one of the things that I'm big on lately is just the power of connection and community, and Often using that statement that the opposite of addiction is not sobriety; it is connection. And it's really cool seeing um, our community start to develop a little bit more. Just, just the numbers, uh, I think, help a lot. And you know, we have some real go getters who are just getting like unreal breakthroughs. I mean, one guy is um, clean of porn fifteen months, and his main focus has been, you know, trying to restore his connection with his wife. And like every week we're getting breakthroughs about him, you know, sharing emotions, letting her in, um, just restoring that intimacy in a really powerful way. And it's been amazing. And uh, I wanted to just take a quick moment and plug um community in general. You know, there's a bunch of free communities out there. Uh, we have a Facebook group called Deep Clean Inner Circle that I would love for you to be a part of. Um, I've started doing trains there and um you know, there's, there's plenty of different ways for you to get involved or to to get plugged in. But what uh, the, the reason that community is so powerful is because it it is where you start to number one, witness other people get breakthroughs, which inspires you to get your own. It's where your heart experience, experiences fulfillment. And it's where you find a place of belonging, um, just fundamental human needs that allow us to really operate at our best. And I want to just encourage you. I want to exhort you to make sure that community is a part of your solution. Make sure it's a part of what you're doing. Stop doing this alone. You need support and there's lots of ways to do it. Uh, we'll put a link in the show notes to deep clean inner circle. That's just a private Facebook community. I know some of you don't use Facebook and I do apologize. I wish we had a better way to reach more of you. Um, we use a thing called mighty networks for our paid clients, but right now this is what we have for, uh, for those of you who are not paying clients. Um, but again, it's a place for you to get training. You could always create a burner account if you wanted to really join, but again, you just, you, you do what's best for you. Um, but it's called deep clean inner circle. If you want to be a part of that. Uh, today we're talking about how to heal your relationship with your parents. This is a, a really important subject, and uh, if you if you've gone through our deep clean process uh, at all, you know you've heard me talk about it here, or um, you've actually done the program, you'll know that this is a very important part of the recovery journey. And if you're scratching your head a little bit, going like, "What does this really have to do with sexual health?" Uh, the short answer is everything. <laughs> uh, the reality is, addiction is attachment. Addiction is attachment. We have formed an unhealthy bond to a behavior, a substance, or whatever it might be. Addiction is attachment. We become attached. Uh, the the reason I know this is because sometimes we have guys who actually uh, will quit the program or they don't even join our program because they are too scared to leave porn behind. Let's just think about that statement. I'm too afraid to leave porn behind. Porn is not a person. You're not going to hurt porn's feelings by leaving it behind. Why would you have any fear or any concern about that? The only reason is because you have formed an attachment to it. That is the response of somebody who is attached. I don't want to leave it behind. I'm scared to leave it. I'm scared of the change. I'm scared of my life without it. All indicators of an attachment. Okay, addiction is attachment. Now, the way you and I form attachments is templated by the relationships we have with our parents, particularly in the first two years of life, certainly in the first seven years, and uh, you know, maybe to a lesser extent up until our, our teenage years. Those first few years are critical for how we form attachments, how we form bonds, connections, everything else. And attachments kind of run the show. So the reason that healing from your relationship with your parents is important is because if you can if you can recover from traumas, if you can heal from past wounds and you know areas where maybe attachment did not take place properly, um, what you can do is you can actually reform the ways that you develop attachments, and of course you can have healthier relationships with your parents, which are arguably the most important relationships you're going to have on this on this planet. Obviously, when you're an adult, maybe that changes a little bit. But I know for me, um, gosh, I mean, other than my relationship with my wife, of course, my relationship with God. Um, I mean, my relationship with my parents is right up there. They, they matter to me tremendously. And I know that my time with them here on Earth is limited, you know, and I want to make the most of that. So anyway, um, this is a, a really, really big deal. And uh, what I wanted to talk about today is uh, not so much the nuts and bolts. I think those are those are hard things to. It's just it's a very nuanced experience. But I want to tell a little bit of my story, and I want to kind of cast a little bit of vision for what recovery could really look like for you, uh, or or reconciliation rather in this area. So um, I have two incredible parents. I did not have abusive parents. I did not have. Um, parents who were too busy for me, they were present. You know, my recollection of my dad is that he was always there when I needed him. Um, Honestly, the only shortcoming or sore spot I had was that like my parents didn't really come to a lot of my sports games. I don't think they really understood the importance of it. That was kind of a cultural thing because in India, it's just different. Um, So I grew up with that dynamic, but um, honestly, 99% of my memories are both my mom and my dad. They were there when I needed them. You know, they were always there for us. Uh, very fortunate that way because what the research shows is that you know your your parents can have all the right te- techniques and tactics in the world um, they're not going to do it perfectly but what for sure matters what we for sure know matters is that they must be present the the presence of a parent has a dramatic impact on the development the healthy development of a child so I was fortunate to have that. Um, my mom, my mom in particular is where I had to do a lot of healing because my mom is a very reserved personality. And so she doesn't express love overtly. And I I discovered later on in, in my healing journey when I was recovering that, that, that I guess inability for her to show love the way I needed it to just be a little bit more verbal, a little bit more uh, kind of physical touch, uh, spending time together, that kind of thing. Um, that really, Uh, it caused this this neglect in me this feeling of neglect and because those maternal needs are so vital if they weren't getting met from my mom then I basically developed other ways to get them met instead and that was the girl chase when I was in high school and a little bit of pornography and then as I started to kind of enter my more adult years it was pornography pornography was where i got this this need met i i was not neglected there you know I, I felt like i was accepted i felt like there was no risk of rejection i felt like i i could i could get what i wanted the way i wanted it right i could curate the content that i was watching and all of it was was playing into that need for maternal affection there is a reason that like stepmom and um and pardon the pardon the word but milf content Um, is typically top five keywords in porn databases uh, year after year after year because many men are engaging in this kind of material to compensate for broken relationships with their mom. Now, again, a bit of a blanket statement. It doesn't always work that way. It can be a bit more complicated, but there's, there's a theme there. There's a generality, and that was the case for me. And when I, when I started to recover, I realized how much I needed to forgive my mom, but not just forgive her. Forgiveness was the first part. Um, the second part was releasing her. And this is what I really wanted to talk about today. I think sometimes people hear about like healing your relationship with your parents and they're, they're kind of envisioning like we're best friends and we have a meal together every week and we laugh and we cry and we joke and we do all this stuff together. And, you know, I just have the most incredible relationship with my parents. That's That's not it. That's not what we're after. What we are after is reaching a place in your heart where you have accepted your parents for who they are, and you are not holding anything against them. That's it. That is what healing your relationship with your parents looks like. Okay, let me just mention it again. It's that you have accepted them for who they are, and you have released them from any past wounds. You're no longer holding anything against them. That is what a healthy relationship with your parents looks like. So it's interesting. My wife and I go back and forth about this quite a bit because my wife is still quite adamant about changing certain parts of her parents. Um, And granted, like I understand she has some frustrations. She has some things that she wishes they would do differently. Uh, I'm sure we all do towards our parents. I know I certainly do as well. In my case, I've accepted, not in like an enabling, like, oh, you know, that's just dad. That's just the way he is. But but I have altered my expectations because um, my parents are in their 60s. So they have done things a certain way for a while. Um, They're probably not gonna have overnight transformations. They might, that would be amazing, but I'm not gonna sit around and wait for that. I'm gonna accept them for who they are. I am going to love them for who they are. I'm gonna see the best in them and appreciate the great things about them. And I'm going to release them for their shortcomings. And this is not a perfect process. I still get exposed to certain dynamics in my relationship with them that really set me off, that really frustrate me or or discourage me or whatever it might be, and I have to work through them. And so healing your relationship with your parents doesn't mean that you're bulletproof or invincible and you're never affected by them. But what it means is that uh, generally in your interactions with them, you're not bitter, you're not angry. Um, you know, that you're, you're not holding anything against them, you're, you're, you're seeing them in, in the, the right light, you're seeing them for who they really are, you've accepted who they are, their shortcomings and their strengths, and that when there is some sort of tension or conflict or when hurt is, uh, comes up, that you're able to process it in a healthy way and talk to them about it in a healthy way. And some of your parents are not going to have the skills to have those conversations well but you still have the conversations. You have to give them a chance. And if they don't have the skills, you have to reduce your expectations of them. You have to understand that they might not be able to handle those kinds of conflicts or or resolving conflict the way that you can because you've built that skill. You've grown, you've developed it, and they haven't. So you'll have to adjust your expectation accordingly. Maybe if you have that openness, you could even guide them through it a bit. Hey, just so you know, like when I'm talking to you about how I feel or how this really upset me, I'm not looking for an explanation. I, I just want you to kind of accept it and just understand it. That would mean the world to me. And, and if you want to explain your side of it, I would like to hear that as well. But it would just mean the world if you kind of started by acknowledging what I'm saying. You know, you can try to coach them through it if you have the space to do that. But that's like, that's a bonus. That's optional. Okay, so we're forgiving. That is to, to let go of the resentment and the bitterness. So we're not holding things against them. That's part one. But the second part is releasing. Releasing is where we actually accept them for who they are. And we, we acknowledge that. This, this is who they are. This is, they're, they're doing the best with what they were given. And I'm going to, I'm going to accept it. Now, you might be wondering like, okay, well, what if I don't want to forgive them? You know, what if I'm not there? Um, you, you must start. You don't have to, you don't have to fully let it go today, but you need to start. Forgiveness is rarely a one-and-done kind of deal. Um, generally, it is a process that is carried out over the course of time. It takes time, especially if they're, they're deep wounds. You're not going to forgive that person overnight. Not likely. You might. It, it could happen. It does happen. But um, it will take time. You have to start. Forgiveness is not an option. It, it, the Bible does not present forgiveness as, hey, if you're in the right mood Or, you know, as long as other people are remorseful and repentant for what they've done, then you can forgive them. The Bible simply says, um, you must forgive others as you've been forgiven, otherwise your heavenly father will not forgive you. That's Matthew 6, verse 14 and 15. Paul in Colossians 3 writes as well that you must forgive. Again, you must forgive. It's not like, do your best to forgive. Give it a shot, see what happens. Forgive, period. So if you're not ready to forgive, then all that shows is that you still have some work to do. Um, there's still some healing that needs to take place. There's still some maturing that needs to take place. Forgiveness is the goal. Now, again, just because we forgive someone doesn't mean we're saying, hey, what you did was okay. It doesn't mean that we just go back to life as it was and we're spending time with people all the time. You can still set boundaries. You know, um, In fact, you don't. you don't even have to engage with that person if you don't want to engage with them, but you do need to forgive them. So on on I guess to, to, just to give you an idea of kind of what the op the opposite spectrums could look like opposite sides, one side could be like this is kind of like the Hollywood story like you forgive and you're reconciled and you become super close and you're engaging way more deeply and the relationship turns around okay that's one side of the coin of what forgiveness looks like the other side could be that nothing changes in your interaction with them, but just in the quiet of your home, you are forgiving them, you're releasing them, and you are moving forward with your life, not holding that against them anymore, not being held back or bound by the unforgiveness. Okay? And then there's tons in between that. But either way, you must forgive. And what happens in the relationship is separate, secondary. Okay? Now, the other thing to remember is that maybe right now you're like, well, I would never be able to heal with them, heal with them. I need to do it separately. That's fine. It could be that maybe as time goes on, little by little, you start to warm up to them more. You start to feel more, um, you know, maybe open to that idea. That might come with time. Go with what you can handle now, um, but understand that forgiveness is a requirement. Not an option. It is something you must do. It blows my mind that that more um, people aren't talking about the power of forgiveness and why you must do it. Uh, for me, when I forgave my mom, I literally walked out of that office a different person. Like, um, not everything was fixed overnight, but I was not the same. My desires were different. Um, the way I. The way I handled my own temptations and urges was different. I had more control. I was I was a new person, and I was able to restore my relationship with my mom. I was able to be more transparent with her, more open with her. Um, I wouldn't say it was like this 180 turnaround, but it was just a, it was an improvement. You know, it 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 gave me a heart for her, a passion for her, a desire to have a more meaningful and robust relationship with her, and that's something I have today. You know, and our relationship is getting better and better and better with time. And I want to let you know this is possible for you too i'm not some anomaly um this is not some like uh one and done kind of thing i mean we see guys forgiving in our community all the time and getting huge breakthroughs as a result there's no reason why that can happen for you as well so i want to encourage you um wherever you might be begin the journey to forgiveness today it must start now and um and as for the actual you know healing of the relationship Let's see what happens. You know, if you're not ready for it, no problem. You don't don't owe them anything. You don't have to go make everything better. Um, That's no problem at all. Uh, But just make sure, make sure that you are uh, doing your part to forgive and then evaluating. Where are you at? Do you want to reconcile? Do you want to have some more transparent conversations with them? Uh, If you decide to do that, I recommend you get some professional guidance with that from a counselor, a pastor, a mentor. Uh, Don't do that alone. There's a lot of rookie mistakes that people make in those conversations. And, um, sometimes it just makes things worse than they really need to be. So, um, make sure you get some help if you're going to do that. But look, um, I guess the other thing I'll just really quickly touch on is if your parents aren't alive or the particular parent where there might be some pain, uh, is no longer alive, then forgive, 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 forgive. Uh, that's the only way you move on with this. It's the only way you move forward. And as you do it, you will start to see your life change. And it's okay. It's okay that you didn't get a chance to reconcile. There might be some grieving there. Give yourself a chance to do that. That's totally okay. But um, but just make forgiveness your priority, okay? That's everything for today, guys. Much love to you. Thank you for listening. And uh, again, if you're looking for some more community and you want to be a part of that, uh, you can join Deep Clean Inner Circle on Facebook. We'd love to see you in there. Have an awesome day, guys. Talk soon. Hey, everybody. It's Thea again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within.